Welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast, Episode 5. Today, we are here with Andrea Lightman, a strategic operations and client success leader with over 20 years of experience supporting multiple small to mid-sized business SaaS companies. Andrea, thanks so much for being here with us today. Jim, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for asking me to join. Absolutely. Uh, so, Andrea, I know there's a hot debate out there in the customer success world of who really owns the customer. And I would love to hear your insight and perspective based on your experience of where you believe the customer success function should fall in the org structure. And then any ways you would advise our listeners to operationalize some functionality differently. So with that, let's jump right in here. Sounds in good. your experience, who should own the customer? <laughs> Great question, right? Um, so, you know, here's, here's my first thought. Let's talk about what the customer wants. Um, customers, you know, very simply, they want a convenient, personalized experience. Um, and they want a relationship. So, so let's start from that vantage point, that the customer wants a, a relationship with uh, the organization that's selling them the, the goods, let's call it. Um, and so the, the simple answer to your question is, of course, it depends, right? Who owns the customer? Um, I'm going to focus on the B2B side. I think on the B2C side, it might be a little bit different, but let's talk about B2B. So let's do a little history first. Um, probably going back 10 years, you wouldn't even be talking about the word customer success, right? There was sales. Um, sales was king. You might have had account executives. You would have had customer support people. But it, it always came under the umbrella of sales. Then things started to evolve. So in a large organization, what, I, what I'm starting to see is that there are typically three different groups. There are sales. Those are the people who might be the business development people, people who are opening the doors, making the initial contact and, and you know, selling the goods. Um, then you may have a group called professional services, particularly on a, a, a SaaS type uh, service. Professional services group would be the implementers. Then you've got customer success. And customer success are the people who are then responsible to make sure that the client knows how to use the product, is using it optimally, is doing um, reports for them, um, is showing them the benefits, uh, and then is working on retention and may even be responsible for upselling. So that's a big organization, right? Let's talk for a second about a small organization. Small organization where the roles are not as clearly defined, it may be something different. You probably have sales and then you may have some sort of customer support function, but oftentimes this idea of who owns the customer may be getting lost within the company. There may be some subject matter experts, there may be uh, some product people, but those are not the people who have formed the solid relationships with the customer. And I think it's really important for small organizations to consider this, whether you put the role with sales or you actually assign another person to it, um, because that's what is success for a small company is service, is that relationship. 
That is a great point, specifically focused on the relationship piece. Uh, what I noticed is that you didn't mention hitting a particular metric or just driving to some number, but rather building that relationship and that interpersonal connection. And that is what leads to true success. So excellent. Um, Another question that I thought of coming out of that is, should this function report right to the CEO or some other group uh, within a small or mid-sized company? You know, again, probably depends. Um, I've spoken to various people and had my own experiences. If you were if you're an organization where it's hard goods, let's say, some sort of distributor function, sales, and there's re- constant repeat sales, you know, it probably makes sense. Maybe the account executive does report under the sales group. However, um, again, from my SaaS experience, really sales and customer success can be two different functions. I also have found out that in the last couple of years, it's shown that CS teams that report directly into the C-suite have growth rates that are 25% higher. And my guess is that that trend is going to continue. Again, it's it allows a clear definition to the client of who owns the customer. Well, wow, 25%. That's yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Whenever, right? Yeah, actually. Interesting. So, you know, given that and, and, and speaking maybe a little bit about the operational side of this, when do you believe it is optimal or advisable for the CS team to get involved with a customer? And something that comes to mind is, you know, pre-sales or onboarding or post go live. Or, or another period of that customer journey. Right, where where in the life cycle, right? Where does it make sense? So I, I, you know, as you asked that question, I was thinking, you know, if you met somebody and someone uh, said, well, okay, I'm, I'm gonna meet you, but then I need to introduce you to somebody else. And then that person says, no, no, I need to introduce you to somebody else. You're like, wait a second, who who am I forming this relationship with, you know? Um, So ideally, and I'm sure this is not always optimal, the sooner that a customer success type person can get involved with the customer, that relationship can really, really start to form. And if you go back to that concept of forming a relationship, that's, that's oftentimes what makes the customer feel comfortable when things go wrong, when things are, are don't, you know, are not completely understood, comfort and knowing, you know what, I can always pick up the phone and call Andrea and she's going to, you know, help me through this. That matters a lot. And particularly in small businesses, if what you're differentiating yourself on is service, service is key. And, and forming that relationship early on in the process is a way to kind of ensure that. I love it. And (laughs) particularly forming that relationship on service. I I was reading some statistics the other day that was showing whenever uh, good quality service is implemented closer to the beginning of that relationship, Mm -hmm. how much more chance that drives of getting the renewal or expansion or upsell, cross-sell. So fantastic. Um, Speaking of that, the monetary growth, do you think uh, CSM should have a revenue responsibility? 
Well, you know, it's a it's a it's a tricky question, of course. Um, and we know that companies like to monetize their processes. Um, and you know, it's one thing with sales trying to hit their numbers, but um, CSMs, if they're, you know, responsible for renewals and, and you know, upsells, um, you know, sometimes when you do have revenue responsibility, you have actually a, a greater stake in the game, let's call it. Um, so I think that can be a positive thing. Um, of course, it all depends how it's, it's managed, you know, from the top. Um, again, there is some evidence that shows that organizations and the customers improve when companies monetize customer success. It, it, it leads to higher subscription rates, lower sales and marketing costs, and an increase in NPS scores, that idea of net promoter scores that people refer, would they be willing to refer other people? So there's evidence that says monetizing it is, is a worthwhile, uh, is a worthwhile thing. Um, but again, I, I would caution, you know, it's all how it's managed. Um, and, and, you know, that would depend on, on its, its success, let's call it. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, you, you've really done your research on, on some of these uh, customer statistics. I, I love that we're backing this with, with data. A little bit of data and, Absolutely. And you need that to sort of you know, help refine exactly the thought process behind, you know, some of these, these topic areas. Uh, Andrea, the last question that you know, I have today, and it's coming kind of out of the last uh, topic is assuming that you have a young CSM or maybe not necessarily young, but somebody new to the customer success manager profession. So in that case, if there's this fear of sales or it comes off as scary or I can't do it, what advice would you have for this person? So I think back to my beginning of, of my career and I uh, my career started with a small company. I remember talking to the CEO who was not a particularly older gentleman and I he said something about sales and I said, I don't do sales. And he looked at me and he said, Andrea, you do sales every day. You do internal sales. You do external sales. You just don't realize that it's sales. And I've never sort of forgotten that. I think anyone who wants to be involved with a customer actually has that interpersonal interest. And we think of the word sales um, as, a, as a hard sell. Um, and what happens is, we do soft sales, soft sales every single day. You know, just again, going back to that word relationship, forming a relationship with someone requires you to be kind of soft selling all the time. Um, and so what I would say is, yes, sales is, is scary, but you do it. So let's, let's come up with another word. Let's talk about, again, forming a relationship, just talking to people. Um, that's, that's sales and, and you can do it. <laughs> that is great advice. 
Andrea, thank you again so much for being here with us today. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with myself or Andrea or have any further questions, by all means, I will post our contact information in the box below. Thank you, audience, for listening. And thank you again, Andrea, for taking some time to help give us some very sage advice today. Thank you so much.